Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, and we're going to talk to a guy who uh, was very busy from the very get-go. Arkansas certainly was, I would say, ahead of the game as anybody, Wes, maybe more than just about everybody when it came to NIL. They put a, a you know kind of a department in place immediately, and I thought very forward-thinking by Hunter Yurchek and the folks at Arkansas to be on top of the NIL thing. I can't well in advance of a lot of other schools. No, when you look at what they've done, they've been ahead of the curve, and they're trying to stay ahead of the curve. Well, Terry certainly knows all about that. Let's talk to him now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Terry, welcome. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well, fellas. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I appreciate making some time. I know you're a busy man. We are, uh, we're at a pickleball tournament, so I apologize for the background noise. Have you caught the pickleball craze yet? I, I have not, uh, but I do see some, some courts actually being repurposed from tennis courts. So I uh, think if they're willing to do that around town or, or other parts of Arkansas, it means it must be something. So um, we'll have to, we'll have to, to get together, and, and maybe, uh, maybe you could show me the ropes. Well, you can probably find a lot better teacher than me, but I'd be happy to play with you if you want to. It is, it is sweeping the I don't know if there will be a day where we're going to have athletes at Arkansas getting uh, you know, NIL deals that are playing pickleball, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened at some point. I'll be honest with you. I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something now. You've given so, me an so idea. There you go. So the non-power the non uh, power sports as far as like football, basketball, women's basketball, even baseball, um, where are the, the folks from an NIL standpoint falling? Are you seeing um, athletes that, you know, whether it's tennis or, you know, volleyball or other sports that maybe aren't, uh, you know, the most popular? Are, are you seeing athletes that are, are, are benefiting from NIL? Well, what I'd say, we, we're really, really fortunate in that, you know, our programs um, across the board have experienced a high level of success um, the past three years. You know, especially considering our standing in what we call in athletics a director's cup. We're a top 10 athletic program, and you can't get there without your softball program uh, achieving what they've achieved, our track and field programs, volleyball, and so forth. So um, as it relates to NIL, I've actually been really, really pleased with where those programs have been. You always want to continue to push the envelope and, and, and do more. Uh, but I think about our volleyball team all having the opportunity, every member of that team, working with one Arkansas this past year. Same goes for the gymnastics team. Um, you know, the softball team as a whole, every single player the last two years signed an NIL deal with Everett um, Automotive uh, there in central Arkansas. Um, our track and field program, we've had, you know, some of the best of the best. And uh, Britton Wilson, you know, our, our superstar and All-American and world champion, um, she has an NIL with Brad Hendricks Law Firm and Slim Chickens and, and other companies. So, uh, to answer your question, yeah, we've we've really been pleased with uh, where those sports have, have been, uh, not named football, you know, men's basketball, baseball, um, what have you. If there's a business listening, an owner listening, how do they get involved? What is the process they go through? It's really simple. If you're interested in working with a student athlete, you contact um, us in the Office of Athlete Brain Development or the flagship office. Uh, we've got an email address, flagship at uark.edu. Um, we're pretty quick to respond, and if you're interested in a particular student athlete or just want an idea of what name, image, and likeness is and, and how it works and how it can benefit your business, myself, any member of my team, um, or even other folks on the department staff can can gladly walk you through 
that process and are, and are happy to do that and put you in contact with a student athlete. And then, you know, the magic uh, happens between the athlete and, and the business. And, and then we just were party to the, the final contractor agreement. And we, yeah, we can put you in contact with, uh, with a young person. Happy to do that. Terry, I, I think I have a general idea of how your your department works, but the, the collective is a relatively new piece of this whole thing, and, and obviously we're seeing that created at you know campuses around the country. Can you explain to us how that works and, and how you guys both bring in and distribute and how you determine how you're going to distribute out of the collective? Yeah, no, and great question because uh, we're always, you know, things seem as if we're, uh, you know, we're one, one unit, but probably important to note that, you know, the collective is, is an outside entity. It's a third party. So, you know, ours, One Arkansas NIL, that's led by Marvin Kasten and his team, uh, Will Landreth and Sidney McGlone. So they're a, a separate um, uh, LLC from the University of Arkansas. Uh, they're independent. They have their own, their own books, and, and they act independently. And we can help provide them guidance on, you know, the types of student-athletes they should be uh, potentially working with and, and, you know, who our program and our coaches think are great ambassadors for them. But yeah, they go out and, and as Marvin does, he fundraises, he calls on, you know, folks inside the state of Arkansas and beyond ask for their support. Um, and then they make decisions, um, to hire sign ambassadors based on, you know, potential fit or, or need. And, and thankfully they've been able to do so with, you know, upwards of 70, 75 football players, you know, men's men's and women's basketball, and then in some cases, entire teams, as I mentioned earlier, with gymnastics and and soft uh, volleyball um, and whatnot. So uh, the world of of name, image, and likeness continues to change and evolve, but uh, collectives, uh, at least for the time being, are here to stay and necessary if we want to continue to compete uh, for SEC and national championships and and bring pride to, to the state of Arkansas. This is a. We're talking to Terry Prentice, by the way, for just tuning in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. This is sort of a layered question, and I hate to ask it, but uh, because I don't know how to do it in a succinct way, I saw that Hunter had made a comment or written, a, I guess, an op-ed about, you know, some some suggestions about potentially maybe doing a revenue share with athletes and and kind of suggesting that maybe that's not really possible to do. And then Jay Billis fired back at him, and I was really excited in a tit for tat with Hunter and. And, Billis, we're going to talk to Hunter on Monday, honestly, so I'll talk to him about that. But I am curious about the balance of, you know, again, there's fundraising that goes on, and you guys have needs as an athletic department that don't have anything to do directly with the athletes. I mean, whether it's facilities or, you know, there's maintenance and there's things of that nature. Obviously, it is connected to the athletes in some way, but not directly in that in that regard. I'm just curious about, uh, you know, again, there's separate fundraising efforts, but that's a balance I would think you guys have to walk in the fact that you want to have – you know, the NIL side taken care of, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're getting donors, you know, supporting the, the traditional things you guys need funded. Oh, without question, without question. We've been fortunate as of, as of you know, the first two years of NIL that um, really hadn't seen uh, this fork in the road and, and donors deciding to choose one or the other, businesses deciding to choose one or the other. Um, and that day may come and uh, may be happening in other parts of the country or even this conference, but I um, think it's just, you know, it's incumbent on the, the fan, the donor, the business to decide how they want to support our student-athletes. And, and really, if you talk to Hunter, he would say something similar in that all of this supports our student-athletes, whether you're building a facility, um, giving to something that funds a scholarship, or, you know, helping our student-athletes probably more directly, um, 
from a monetary standpoint with an NIL agreement, an NIL deal. Uh, it all supports the student athletes, and they all help us be, you know, a successful program and, and a program that can make, um, you know, fans proud and, and our alumni and the people of Arkansas proud. So, yeah, we're, we're you know, might get there over the, the next two, three, four, five years. Um, we don't know where this is going to go, but um, as it stands right now, it feels like, you know, the the – you know, businesses and folks are deciding what they want to do, and they're making choices as to what they want to do. And some are deciding to support it all, and we're we're certainly thankful for that. But ultimately, yeah, it's going to be on on the uh, on the individual or the fan or the the donor to decide what they want to want to support. Um, knowing Terry, there are wide variances. University. Yeah, sorry about that. Terry, there are, there are wide variances, obviously, in in the level of support that uh, you know NIL programs are getting school to school. And there's a lot of talk even in Washington now about trying to find some kind of uniformity or, or some rules that everybody has to abide by. How important do you think that is going forward for the long-term success of NIL? I do, and I uh, think it's important. Um, and at the same time, you know, we, we've looked at fundraising for years, and I'll liken to that, or department budgets, and there's some schools that are going to have some advantages over others, and they're going to continue to have those. I think just having some sort of uniformity as far as, um, where the lines are, what can be said during the recruiting process, what cannot be said during the recruiting process of a student athlete, um, how agreements are structured, when they can begin, how early in advance does an athlete come into campus as a freshman or, or a transfer can they begin. I think some structure in that regard would be helpful because um, that's the world we live in, in in all of sports, right, having some sort of rules that we can all live and abide by, and then you scheme differently, you know, based on, uh, the rules that are set. So, no, I think it's important um, and, you know, agree with, you know, the leadership of Hunter and, and Commissioner Sankey and others trying to, to push for some sort of uh, solution. There is some talk here at the uh, Arkansas State Legislature of making uh, NIL deals uh, legal for high school kids. How would that impact you guys, if at all? So it, it impacts us in a way, and, and we've talked about this um, even as, Recently, as March and April, um, when when uh, session was going on, and we actually had some amendments made to to our Arkansas um, NIL law, state law, um, that actually opened the door um, for student ath- the definition of a student athlete to actually go back to when you're either accepted into a university in Arkansas or you signed a national letter of intent with a university in Arkansas. That actually opens the door for student athletes to sign some NIL a little earlier than. Uh, the day that they will arrive on campus in, say, May or June or July of their, their freshman year. Uh, but, no, certainly I um, think high school NIL, uh, you know, obviously would have its, its – uh, trying to find the right word to, to describe because it's going to be a bit to manage for those at the high school level, those coaches, those athletic directors, and those communities. But um, from a university standpoint – um, the earlier student-athletes can learn um, or potential student-athletes can learn about a contract and taxes and and a, their own checking account and what goes into their checking account, maybe learning how to save and, and meet those obligations set set forth by a business, I think those are good things. Those are all life skills, life skills that we teach um, once they come to come to campus and, and are one of our student-athletes, but probably even better to, to learn at 17, 16, 17, or 18 years old. Terry, I was curious too, and you know, we see nationally some of the top NIL earners are females, and there was a big debate I think early on in this thing about how how would the female athletes be represented. How do you feel like things have gone 
Uh, you've already mentioned a couple, but uh, how do you feel like things have gone at Arkansas related to your, your female athletes and NIL deals? Really been been pleased with, with where we are. Like I said, want to always do better. But, uh, again, you know, we've got some student athletes, uh, you know, for instance, in, in gymnastics that have had national-level NIL agreements. Uh, Nora Flatley, um, she came to, to us for one year, transferred from UCLA, um, Coach Weaver and I think Coach Kyla Ross have had a relationship with her in the past, but she came into Arkansas and and boom, her profile. She had a national NIL deal with Champion and was in commercials on on you know ESPN and, and whatnot. And and then I look at you know Hannah Gamble, uh, you know Central Arkansas native, and the impact she's been able to have both as a player, uh, but then using her her brand to you know uplift her community. So. You know, and I'd mentioned Britton Wilson earlier. So across the board, I think our female student athletes have had some some outstanding opportunities. Um, we want to continue to to push that and make sure that all all 19 of our sports continue to have success in NIL. Terry, Texas A&M had to shut down their 12th man fund uh, after some directives from the IRS. Is that an issue for other schools? Is that so, uh, something that could be a problem? It, it could be, um, and, you know, I, I can't really get into specifics about, you know, their situation because I'm not as well-versed on what they were offering, but just know that, the, you know, if some things are pretty blatant and counter to NCAA rules or, or your state law at the time, um, that'd be, you know, put you into conflict or, you know, conflict with the IRS, um, which has seemed to be an even bigger, uh, you know, uh, have a, a louder voice or more of an impact than, than anybody um, in that you don't want to put your donors at risk. So uh, don't know the specifics about them shutting down and why they decided to, to discontinue their fund, but know that, you know, again, IRS matters and, and direct conflict with NCAA rules of your state law um, could have something to do with that, and you wouldn't want to jeopardize your, your institution. Terry, how is Arkansas doing when you compare, you know, yourselves to other schools when it comes to NIL? I think we're think we're doing well. You know, get asked that question uh, pretty often, either out on the 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 road, uh, we're doing our statewide tour, or by our fans, and we think we're just as competitive as any school in the in the SEC. And the SEC is the top conference in America, so uh, by that standard, we feel like we're we're able to compete and, and continue to have our programs. Um, not take a step back and and be in the mix to, to compete, and that's quite honestly what you need. So, feel like we're we're in that top half of the of the SEC as it relates to NIL. It's hard to hard to tell because there's no one central database. Uh, there's no national database. Our conference doesn't have a database. Every school uses a different platform to measure and track NIL. But uh, at least from what we've been able to see publicly, and and from what um, our student athletes on campus have told us, and those that have transferred in have told us about their experience at other places. We'd like to think that um, NIL experience at Arkansas is, is um, you know, pretty high-ranking. Uh, Terry Prentice joining us again on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Terry, we've seen some stories that, uh, and again, I, and I don't know what all the rules are, what you can and cannot do. I mean, originally we were told, and I think it's still the case, you're not allowed to recruit with NIL. Obviously, it's a piece of the puzzle for everybody, but... Um, when you see a story like, you know, we, we saw a report about an athlete that was being, um, uh, I guess, recruited by another school. He was already playing uh, with a million-and-a-half-dollar offer um, from an NIL standpoint. Our reaction is, geez, 
What what's your reaction as somebody who works in the business? I I agree. <laughs> G's would be my reaction as, <laughs> as well. Um, and, and yeah, you can't you can't recruit with it. Can't use it during the recruiting process. You can again use facts and um, you know uh, make a student athlete or a prospective student athlete aware of what your current athletes are doing, what they're able to earn, what the team's been able to to amass and and achieve the type of opportunities that are available. Uh, but yeah, G's would be would be my response as well. Is that a problem? Is this, in your opinion, uh, people using the lure of NIL to illegally, I guess, recruit because you're not supposed to do that? Are you seeing it, hearing of it? Is this an issue? Yeah, and you, you hear of it. It's hard to fact find, right, and hard to, to gain some, some actual substance and, and track that down. But, no, you, you hear things, and I think you just try to do what do maintain your integrity and, and do things the right way and, and again point to actually the good in nil and being able mm-hmm. to again develop those life skills that i spoke on earlier and um, understanding your tax your tax liability implications um, how to manage an account how to read through a contract and then again how to develop a relationship with some some outstanding business leaders um, but yeah so i just try to focus on pointing to the good of nil and and why um, it's here now and, and why it's necessary. I, I surely wish I could have taken advantage of, of NIL uh, <laughs> 10 years ago. No doubt. Well, you guys are doing a great job. I appreciate the time. We always like to get some insight. I mean, we have our assumptions on certain things. It's good to hear from somebody who's in the mix uh, about how it actually works. We're going to talk to Hunter on, on Monday, and I'm sure that will be part of the conversation with him as well. And I don't know how the uh, they left it with him and Billis, but I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Hopefully he takes him up on his offer to come to campus and – and maybe Hunter can open his eyes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, excited for, for you all to have Hunter on. And again, we're thankful for the support that we receive from you all um, and those that are listening and, and folks around the state. And if you want to continue to help our program be competitive in the NIL arena, just reach out to us and, and we'll answer your questions. No doubt. Well, listen, I appreciate it, Terry. Season's almost here. We're looking forward to it, and we will uh, catch up again soon. Thank you for the time. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. That is Terry Prentice on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We're on the NIL program up in Fayetteville. I thought that was uh, insightful.